welcome to the highlight reel. And maybe not the kind you're thinking of. I'm Peyton Baxter. And I am Brittany Williams. Let's get real and unlock life behind the camera. Jump in and join our circus as we break open our highs, lows, and all those things unseen. Now let's roll the highlight reel, y'all. R-E-A-L. We all love binging Netflix, so hope you're binging highlight reel. <laughs> Welcome to episode two in season two. And we're really glad you guys are here. If you're here, we just want to genuinely say thank you. It means the world to us that you would tune in and take your time to hang out with us. And today we're going to kind of dive into a little more of a self-reflection kind of thing. In, in the past, yeah. we were like, okay, this is this is what you can do to help us. This is what someone else in this situation can do to help the person in this situation. But today it's a little more about self-help. Yep. So we're going to talk about, we have titled it, Wife is Hard. <laughs> Literally. No. Wifing and lifing. Yes. <laughs> so, um, so wifing is hard in general. Yeah. To me. I mean, I got married much later than normal, I guess some people say. Yeah. Than all my friends. I was like the last of everyone to get How married. old were you? I was actually telling somebody like recently. Yeah. I was trying to like remember how old you were. I was getting ready to turn 26. Yeah. So like all my friends were married. With yeah. Kids. Yeah. I was the last... Last man standing. Definitely. Although 26 sounds so young now. <laughs> now I'm like, don't. Looking do back, I'm like, I don't get married until 26. <laughs> yeah, don't get married until you're 36. Yeah, literally. You'd really have a more grasp on what you want out of life. But I think yeah. with all of that said, there are seasons of yeah. marriage. Yeah. And for sure. No matter if you get married older or later, I've decided it's not as much about age as it is about the season of marriage. Yeah. And whatever point you're at. In that, yes. So, like, Tom, are you newly married? Yeah. Did you come in with kids or did you have kids? And so, who are you becoming through those seasons of marriage? And for us, especially as a wife, yeah, because we both got married with no kids and our husbands didn't have kids. So, it was right. There was no blending of anything going on there. Yeah. Um, we both come from blended families, mm -hmm. so we're very familiar with that. But what we want to talk about today is something that we've talked about recently a lot with mm -hmm. each other because yeah, as, even though there's nine years between us, I'm nine years older than Peyton, we are very much in the same seasons of life when it comes to motherhood and really wifing because of that motherhood piece of the puzzle being judged yeah. at the same time. So. My son is four and Peyton's son is three. So we should have this figured out by now, how to like mom and wife, but we don't. Not at all. Self-proclaimed, like struggle bus. Yeah. But we were talking the other day and we feel like, okay, after you have your baby, so many people talk about, oh, well, don't lose yourself and take time for yourself and go with your girlfriends and this and that. But I don't ever remember one person, really. They're like, oh, don't forget to go, you know, date your husband. But that was really the extent yeah. of the conversation. They would like talk to you about, yeah. oh, let me tell you about what I did about breastfeeding or daycare or when my kids started school or my kids started more so sports. about the kid. Yeah, it was all about the kid. Yeah. And or, you know, take care of yourself physically and take care of yourself mentally. I feel like that's another conversation that's happening more, yeah. which is great. And we've touched on that. But I don't think one person ever really had a real conversation with me about your life as a wife is about to be completely flipped upside down. Yeah. Because not one person told me that. 
<laughs> I mean, I didn't know enough to tell you because I, I know. clearly didn't know. Well, yeah, but we were like close enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was like a year apart that that happened. Yeah. But I was still like upside down in a, you know, yeah. bucket of poop trying to figure life out. Um, yeah. But so but that, a lot of people don't talk on that. Right. And I'm convinced it's because they also don't know how to do it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's true. We don't come today with any advice. We come today <laughs> simply with just being real the conversation of yeah. we struggle with this. Yeah. And to me, I think a lot of this struggle is because there's still only one of you. You still have the same amount of well, much less energy. Yeah. There's only 24 hours in the day. We are working moms. So there's only that small window in the evening on weeknights mm-hmm. that now there is another human in our house that not only just wants to be with us or wants to be taken care of by us, but they physically and mentally and emotionally are not capable of fending for themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, a child has to be fed. They have to be taken care of. They cannot be left alone. They have to, you know, when they're a baby, they can't change their own diaper. You know, they can't wipe their own booty. You hear, I'm done. From the yeah. bathroom, and you got to stop what you're doing. About, like, even now, like, I have to run to the bathroom when Britain goes to the bathroom. Yeah. I mean, so there's zero yeah. self-sufficiency there. Yeah. But what does that mean in still having the energy to be a wife? Because you've gone from that, our husbands being the only other person in the house that needs our attention. Yeah. To now someone else physically they can't live without us. We're like, you're everything. Right before, like a kid came in, and we right? we I mean, it, we spoiled them well. Yes, we did good. Yeah, and then we had kids, and kind of, and now we spoiled them well. <laughs> We're really good moms. <laughs> so, like I said, for the entirety of your marriage, how however long that was, if it's six months, if it's six years, if it's ten years, your attention was on him. Yeah, and so, to me, as as a mom, and this is where I fall short. I, in life, this is where I fall short in life. I expect what I require of myself for other people also to do. So if I have really high standards for myself, I also have those for other people because I think if that's what I expect of myself, then I can expect that of you. Right. Like, why why not? I'm not not asking you to do something I don't ask myself to do. That's kind of always been my motto and it's, it doesn't work well. I wouldn't suggest it. The things I think are important yeah. may not be your importance. Yeah. Like, you're late. It drives me nuts. I love you for it. But I, I, <laughs> I, I, I get things that are really, really stressful. Always out late and everywhere, and that like, drives you crazy. <laughs> being late is very much on the top of that list. So, priorities okay. are different for each person. Yeah. So, maybe, but I also approach marriage that way sometimes. Yeah. My husband's personality is very different from mine and I think that's such a benefit yeah but it's also like my my downfall as yeah well. because I'm like hey if th- this this is how I would handle it now go do it and my mom tells me all the time your way isn't the only right way to parent well of course it is because yeah, because you're the mom and you know your kid the yes which is probably true and I think <laughs> I think most husbands would would agree to that. Yeah. I mean, and like if you've listened to us before, my child is me made over. So 
when things aren't handled the right way, aka my way, I take it personal because I, yeah. I'm like, he's not going to like that. And it's like, he's fine. And he yeah. usually is fine. But because I wouldn't have liked that, I'm projecting. And yeah. it's not good. So they've gone from the center of attention. And now there's this baby that is everyone's center of attention for a minute. And it, still. <laughs> it, and, and stays ours. We are helicopters. Yeah. And we're a little obsessed with our kid. Yeah. But I feel like. And so is our mom and grandparents like you know everybody's obsessed with them yeah but husbands also need attention yeah and I am not great at this to me like you used to get a birthday party well now the boys get really big birthday parties yeah here's a high five happy birthday you're a parent now it, yeah you should be okay with that I think I'm okay with that I was gonna say I think part of that is because like we're fine with that so how do you balance being there for both? How do you split your time without each feeling like they yeah. have? Because there's only one of you. Yeah. There's only so many hours in the day. So how do you give without anybody feeling like they're not getting enough? I don't know the answer. I don't either. That's why I'm looking at you like, I don't know. Um, Like we put our kids so first and I think our husbands do too. They do. That's they the love our like, babies. And there's, we, I, like, that's what's hard. It's that. like, yeah, like they, we all put them first. So it's so hard to like step back for a second and like take a broad look at, okay, well, Britton and McCray are fine. How can we like make them feel important? Yes. Today, Josh and I's wedding anniversary is in a few days. Yeah. And we're going, how many years? 12. That's crazy. Yeah. So that's insane. I'm not an expert in this. I, sh- I should I should know how to wife after 12 years, right? I don't. I'm crazy spending the night with my mom for, for us to um, celebrate our anniversary. And this morning when I dropped him off at school, I almost cried because I was going to be away from him. Yeah. And I felt so guilty because I, he might miss me and he might want me. Yeah. I have made it about me. That baby is so excited to go. Not That's exactly how it was. But yeah. it's so important for Josh and I to be able to step away and have adult conversation. Although, yeah, we probably talk about it most of the time. I've seen people say this, and I think it is so true, and I think we just bring light to it. Is you almost enter the roommate stage. Yeah. We live here. We love each other. Yeah. We we do everything together. Like, if you saw us, we're always together. Yeah. But we're not quite as connected one-on-one as we used to be because this third crazy person has entered the villa. <laughs> um, yes. And it takes, but God bless the people that have multiple children because it takes both of us to wrangle yeah. the one crazy person. Yeah. So um, if you could go back and tell yourself something before you gave birth on this subject, what what would you say? What would you ask? What would you warn? Um, I feel like for me, that's a hard question. I feel like I would probably warn myself of like everything about your relationship is about to change because I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like I do not, and I've told TJ this, like this is very much out in the open. I do not remember who we were as a couple before we had written. Because you change. Yeah. And, and you just have so many, like, there's so much more that's, like, dependent on you, you know? And I don't think the change is bad. I think so. Often people are like, oh, you lose yourself. 
No. No. You just you become off. Yeah, you become a different version of yourself. Right. Yeah. And you have to. There's yeah. a person looking at you for every need of life. Yes. So you have to. I think for me, I would go back and I would simply say that this needs to be addressed. Yeah. Because I think if this conversation could be had prior to having the baby. Yeah. And again, you don't know what you don't know. Exactly. That's all there is. And honestly, like, you and I both didn't know at the same no. time. Like, I looked to you for this. <laughs> you were, like, in the completely, like, you had nobody to look to. But then I was looking to you for, like, any guidance. And it had only happened a year before. Right. So, so like, I was holding the experience with it. Just yeah. trying to figure out how to make this baby live. Right. And so I feel like we both didn't really have, like, the example, I guess, beforehand of um well and life is different now so even if like we talk to mama you talk to your grandparents things are just so different now way different and a lot of our friends like your friends had already had babies so they were so out of i was gonna say years prior yes and then for me none of my friends had had babies so really none neither one of us island yeah (laughs) neither one of us had like a ton to relate to or like to ask questions about like that part of life right so and and for me personally it's like we had begged and pleaded for this baby. Yeah. It's like all we wanted for so long. And we feel like, yeah. I feel like our marriage had already been so tested. If you've ever been through infertility, you, you know. I mean, it's just, I mean, I'll just say it very quickly. Sex becomes transactional. Yeah. It's really just trying to have a baby. You, everything is on a timetable. Every, I mean, there are 24 days of the year you can get pregnant. Yeah. So you're measuring and you're giving blood and you're this and you're that. So the romance ain't there yeah. <laughs> when you're trying to make that baby the way we had to. And so our marriage had already a little bit been tested, but we had grown closer together. So to me, I think I was very naive in thinking, we've already been through the hard part. We got yeah. this. Yeah. And then the hard part comes whenever <laughs> you have the baby. <laughs> and then hard actually came when it came to yeah. the relationship. And so for me, I would simply want to just have the conversation of, hey, things are about to change. Here's a resource. Is there a resource? No. Um, <laughs> you know, and, and just like you went to marriage counseling before your wedding. Yeah. Maybe there needs to be mandatory like baby counseling, parental counseling yeah. to go ahead and be like, hey, this is how you not how to change a diaper. Like the hospital doesn't no, give how birth to, and how to protect your marriage. Yes, because everything is about to change. And it's, it, it's not bad if you're no. prepared. How do we talk kindly to each other in the absolute stress of not knowing how to make sure this child doesn't die? Doesn't die and your lack of sleep. And I mean, there's, uh, there's like so many things. You haven't eaten a hot meal in four and a half years. And if you're trying to nurse or something, you know, yeah, I mean, that went through working. that, like, yeah, yeah, you're getting that was in hard. the middle of the night to try to pump because I was pumping one, one for one. I was yeah. pumping a bottle to feed and pumping a bottle to feed. And I was too until yeah. it dried up, but <laughs> it's a whole other story. Yeah. It was, it was tough. So for me, that's what I would yeah. say. Yeah. So what is your most frequent argument before children and after children? I think this is an aha, like way to look at wow priorities are different life is different yeah this is gonna kind of sound funny but 
Because <laughs> my answer is the same, but for different reasons. Okay. Let's hear. So communication. Okay. Before and after. Communication before, because you know me. I would hold everything in. He's like, you just got to tell me. You got to talk. got to talk to me. You know, that whole shebang. After communication, because I'm a little too loose-lipped now. And <laughs> it's just about choked on a drink. But I'm like very, I feel like after kids, and we've talked about this a lot, your filter goes out the window. All bets are off, baby. Yeah. <laughs> like after you have a kid, everything like goes out the window. It's just. Because your worldview changes. Yes. The little more yes. doesn't matter anymore. Yes. I don't care what somebody thinks about me. Yeah. I don't care if somebody likes me. My only job is to take care of that baby. Exactly. And that's how we've gotten in this mess. Yes. Because I know. <laughs> I know. Because we also have other jobs. We yeah. take vows to have another job. Yeah. And we have self-reflected a lot internally on ourselves together. Like, luckily, we have each other to, like, spitball this with. Yeah. But now, we have you. Yeah. So, hopefully, you're listening to that, too. And if you don't have somebody to spitball it with, slide into our DMs and we will help you as well. Yeah. We we don't know what we're doing, but we're happy to well, at least chat with you. We'll relate. If you need like, somebody to talk to. <laughs> you're fine, honey. You're fine. It's all his it's fault. So <laughs> worry. Yeah. I'll give you that all day long. Yes. <laughs> For me, we'll go ahead. Our biggest argument, like before kids, it was like little stuff. Like, I love my husband dearly, but he does not know how to put a lid on tight of things. That drives me insane. It was little things like that. It was just small inconveniences that I kind of had to go behind and like fix. But it wasn't life altering. It's like little crap. It was little stuff. Right. Yeah. But now my biggest argument after children is like, if you see it, do it. But I have gotten myself into the menace of being a control freak of I need to tell you how to do it. So... If you see it, do it. Like, did you not see that that needs to be taken care of? Well, you, you expect you, it. You usually, you usually just handle that. And then it sets me off because I'm like, I handle it because I have to handle it. Because you didn't do it. Because you didn't do it. I've been there. But I've also got I've been there. into it because yeah. I'm going to say something if it's not done right. But I'm like, well, why don't you just know how to do it right? If you should just do it right. If you just do it right, I don't have to come behind you and say anything. Yeah. But his right and my right are different. So yeah. that's where I'm trying to self-reflect in to be like, okay, you, you can do that. And I don't jump on him if it's different. So to me, after kids, it's because I feel so overwhelmed that the things I probably used to do, I now I'm expecting him to do, but I didn't communicate effectively because I'm just running in a circle. Yeah. So there's self-reflection. If you are also a control freak, let's let things go a little bit together. Yeah. And if you don't communicate well or if you... <laughs> over communicate like me i'm like one extreme or the other maybe take a deep breath and then try to try again <laughs> i've i've started trying to tell myself is this really that important that's what is i need to tell myself is it important enough to go to bed angry and people always say don't go to bed angry but i think that's a crock of crap please elaborate because i think that sometimes like if we try to like make up before bed and we're not like ready in our right mind of like actually wanting to like see the other person's side. Like, yeah. So like it's okay if you sleep on it. Sometimes sleeping on certain things for me, then the next day I like see that person's point of view or like I'm more no. calm or you know what I mean? Yeah, because you can't argue in the midst of it. Right. Like it's like really so everything I, I don't about toddlers. 
is also good for marriage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Toddlers and husbands kind of handle them the same way. Yeah. But no. Okay. You know what? I'm in with you on that. Yeah. I sometimes you just you need to I sleep need on it. I can't. Yeah. Leave I need a second home. a lot of times. And don't tell me to calm down. No. Never. Has anyone, I think there's like a meme that goes around. It's like in the like, time of the world, has telling someone to calm down ever actually helped them calm down? Do it's like tell telling you to hurry especially, up. Especially, yeah. Don't tell me to hurry up and don't tell me to calm down. So there you go. Because then I promise, the pain. I promise you, I'll be opposite. <laughs> <laughs> Not awful. I used to carry her out of the house to school in one hand, like with our bags and like the other, like locking the door and put her in the car to take her to school because she was so slow. And I'll be like, hurry up. Come on. You need to hurry up. She was stubborn then. And it would just get, get slower and slower. My child is the same way. Yeah. And so I would pick <laughs> her up like a sack of potatoes and throw her over my shoulder and just be her down to the, she'd be yelling and screaming McCray. They are the same when it comes to that. McCray is my child. Yes. Yeah. Lord help us all. Yeah. Okay. So how do you view marriage differently after a kid? Like the mm -hmm. purpose of marriage. Like what is it? What does marriage do for you? Why, why are we married post children? Because before it was like fun and exciting and you went on dates and yeah. It was spontaneous. And we, Josh and I would go to concerts and we would travel. And now it's like, same. Hey, we're going to eat chicken on a Wednesday. <laughs> we got baseball practice tomorrow. Like yeah. the, the, the glamorous of it can go away after. Now, and I'm not saying it strips you of doing anything. No. It's just different. Yeah. I would view it, I mean, if I'm being real, yeah. much more of a Please. partnership. Yes. Like, and I'm not saying that's the right way to view it, but that's kind of how it is when you have young kids. Young kids. And I think as the kids get older, yeah, life gets easier. But we are in. And there's we're ways. thick of it. It's now that. Like used to. I feel like before kids, the hard times were the minority. Yes. And the. And it was more like living at honeymoon phase most yes. days. Like, yeah. You could pick up and go. Yeah. And you could decide on a Friday at five o'clock to go away for the weekend. Yep. Or. You know, and it could be about you and you could yeah. jump in here or jump in there and you didn't have to worry about having an emergency potty in the back if your kid has to poop yeah. between the mountains where there's no kid had up and diarrhea blowout like mine did today. Yeah. I mean, you know, <laughs> that that's the reality of yeah. life now. And so and that's great. But it's dangerous. Yes. yes. So how do we prepare for that and how do we move through that? And I think if we sit and have this same conversation in ten years, it goes back more to the pre-kids marriage yeah, because they're out doing their thing and we can go out to eat with friends on a Wednesday and we don't have, you know, you don't have extracurricular calendars of the kids, but I would rather be nowhere else in the world than in the 90-something yeah. degree heat watching my child. Like, at Dollywood. At Dollywood or at baseball practice. And, yeah. You know, th that is, I love this stage of life, mm -hmm. but it does not lend itself well to spontaneity in marriage. And I think that's where we just look and say, how do we be better yeah. there? That's one thing. Um, TJ actually told me this, and I can't remember the exact numbers. I'm going to get them wrong. But say every other week we'll go on a date night. Every three months we'll go on a weekend trip. Yeah. Every year we'll go on a big trip, just two of us. You know, like something like that, like almost like put it on your calendar, which I feel like. 
I mean, you know, I live by a calendar. So if it's on there, then... Love calendar. Yeah, then I'm more likely to do it. It's true. You know? If you just talk about it. Right. Or set up the, you know, set up the budget for it. Yeah. So I know, like, for me, this year, like, we went to the beach, and then we're also doing our Disney World trip. Yeah. We try to, like, every other year while the boys are little and still into it. Yeah. So it's really easy for me to say financially... A, a getaway just isn't in the in it this year. Maybe maybe next year. Maybe yeah. I'll try again. But you don't have to excuse me, spend a bunch of money. It could be no. get your kids somewhere for a night. Or you not or like, do a staycation. Yeah, or go up to like Gatlinburg where yeah. where we live. Like it's close like by close by. Like get yeah. a cabin. Something you know? easy. Yeah. Go up there for the day and come back to your house and sleep. Yeah. It's not a big expense. But I think effort over like like planning something, but having something doesn't have in to place. be grand. I guess right. what I was saying it yeah. just has to be some connection. Yeah, real anything. Yeah, you can still get those same feelings out of it. Yeah, that you did with all the grand gestures and the concerts and the trips, right. pre-marriage, and you know the pre-kids. Yeah, you can have that post-kids, but it does take extra effort mm-hmm. and it takes extra effort for me to receive it rather than saying do you know what i've had to do all day yeah i'm tired i'm exhausted i don't have time for me lust, whatever yeah that i'm not receiving it yeah and i have to work i personally need to do better on that yeah because Same. i'm like all i want to do is go to sleep and just lay in my bed goodbye so in a recap of a little bit of this what we've learned is we have nothing to offer you on this subject we are really good at wifing and lifing, but we do believe it's an important subject to open the conversation on. Yeah. Maybe our struggles are some of your struggles and you can get your calendar out. Doesn't that sound fun? And at least put an a date night. Our challenge to you and our challenge to myself. I'm saying this to me as well. Yeah, me too. Get your calendar out and put a date night on it. That's not an anniversary. That's not Valentine's Day. But it doesn't involve your kids. Yeah, it doesn't involve your kids, but it's not an obligatory Mm -hmm. day night. It is truly you're choosing each other for that moment. And it can be one hour. It can be 30 minutes. It can be a walk. Go on a walk. Don't pick up your phone. When your kids are in bed, you sit on the couch, on the same couch together. I don't know about y'all, but we'll be in different rooms half the time. Yeah, it's like be bopping about our life. Yeah. You know what? Do the dishes together. Like whatever your needs are, fill your cup together. Yeah. One be open time. about it. Yeah. Like don't just around and say like if you need something from okay. your partner. Yeah. I'm really bad and I've tried to not do this anymore. But in my earlier days, I said, I don't need a husband. I just want one. Yeah. Well, that makes someone feel phenomenal about themselves. <laughs> so that's really terrible to say. Don't do not say that. But you can be confident. And I think that's yeah. something else. And maybe the next episode we can talk about is yeah. self-confidence. How do we have it? What drives it? Um, What are the areas that we aren't so self-confident? How to work on what triggers it? Are insecurities the yeah. same as no confidence? I truly believe they're not. Yeah. Um, so I think that's something we're going to talk about in the next one. But being confident in who you are as a wife, being confident in who you are as a mom, but also being able to self-reflect like we've done today yeah. in areas that I can be better here. I can ask for help 
here. Yeah. Don't be afraid to be like self-aware. But if your husband is not as self-aware, remember your willingness to say, oh, well, I'm not good at that and I messed up with that is not your green flag to also give them the rundown of list of all the things they messed up on that day. Because yeah. they might not respond Which, as well to that's self-awareness. That's something I need to work on, honestly. Because that's something that I like do a lot that I need to reel it in. <laughs> to me, at the end of the day, I like to recap and I'm like, yeah. hey, I'm a very like list person and I'm like, hey, these are the things I did good today and these are the things I didn't do today. And I also take it upon myself to tell Josh the things he did not do well that day. And in case he wants to work on them. And y'all, that ain't the case. <laughs> that ain't it. That ain't the answer. Um, but again, because I'm okay with it, doesn't always mean your your partner is okay with it. Yeah. So communicate, talk, listen, listen. I feel like I'm yeah. talking to McCray. Um, yeah. About that. But so, like I said, a little preview on the next episode, we want to talk about self-confidence how to identify the holdups to it, the magic pill to it. Is there a magic pill to it? But if you enjoyed today, if you enjoyed talking about wifing, lifing, the hardships of that, we wish we had more answers for you, but maybe opening the conversation is the answer. The awareness that things will change, that doesn't mean they're bad, but they're going to change. And wishing I had more um, just eye open to that before it happened yeah but we ask if you enjoyed this if you liked this this is our shameless ask please scroll to the bottom give a five-star rating and a five-star review tell us what you liked about it what you don't we take the feedback to heart not really what you don't say that for your grandma at church but um <laughs> and with the five-star review we may read yours on the next podcast or on our stories because we do want to share those because we feel like these are important topics to our hearts and maybe to yours as well. So thank you for being here. We love y'all. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, Bye y'all. Wait, 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 y'all. Before you go. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Highlight Real Podcast with Peyton Baxter and Brittany Williams. Follow us on Instagram as a way to stay connected and support us. You can find us at Highlight Real Pod at Peyton.Baxter at the Britt Williams on Instagram plus on the LTK app at Peyton.Baxter. And here's our shameless plug. Please help us out by giving us a five-star rating and a five-star review. Just scroll right on down to the bottom, leave your happy comments, and help some sisters out. Woo-woo! We're so glad that you're here. Thank y'all for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye, y'all.